Welcome to the Gateway Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. We pray God speaks to you through this message and through His Word today. For more information about our church, please visit us at gatewaylife.com. Now let's tune in to this week's message. Well, I am so excited to be with you today. And if you're joining us online, we're so glad you're tuning in with us. But I've had this word rolling around in my heart all week. And it's just a simple phrase, and this is the phrase. Are you ready? I'm just making sure. (laughs) Missed moments. Missed moments. And I think we've all been there. You know, maybe you got that party invite, and the one time you didn't go, you found out Justin Bieber made an appearance, did a special, you know, concert right there. Or maybe, you know, 10 years ago, someone said, I've got this little online platform called Zoom, and I'd love for you to invest. And you're like, no, I don't want to do that. And now you're like, why? I missed my moment. But I think we've all, it's this universal feeling of just what it feels like to miss out on a moment. And in fact, even on Craigslist, uh, we have this whole, I don't know if you've ever seen it, it's, it's really interesting, but it's this whole segment of people that they call it missed connections. And it's like maybe they saw you on a train and that was supposed to be your long lost love or something. And people, po- like they post things. I just looked yesterday and this one stood out to me. It said, lady skipping in a yellow shirt at the 7th Avenue and Osborne Safeway, right here in Phoenix. And you might be watching now, lady. Um, <laughs> but this person said, in the parking lot, I was walking in, you were walking out. We both smiled and said hello. Write me if you read this. I think I've seen you before, and we've exchanged similar eyes. Next time, I'll say more. Very best, guy in the striped button-up. And I'm like, what in the world? Like, we don't like to miss out on these moments. It's just this feeling of, what did I miss out on? And I think, you know, as, as awful as it is to maybe miss out on a relationship opportunity or a job opportunity, there is nothing more sad to me than when I've missed out on a God moment, a moment where I know that, that God has been orchestrating and, and, and moving in my life and somehow I just didn't see it. Maybe I was busy or distracted or disappointed and just things have consumed me to where I've missed this moment that God set up. And in scripture we see there's, there's several stories of people who have missed these God moments and I can't help but think about the 500 people that Jesus appeared to after he rose from the dead. The Bible tells us he talked to 500 people and he said, listen, I'm going away, but wait, don't leave yet. Wait for me because I'm sending my spirit. You, you don't wanna leave without it. And the Bible tells us that in that upper room, the day that the Holy Spirit came, there was 120 people. That means that 380 people missed a moment. And not just a moment for God to come in and rock their world individually, but a historic moment when God was moving on the earth and they just didn't see it. And I, I don't know if you know or you sense it, but you probably do, the world is shifting and things around us are moving and and actually God is on the move on the earth today and in this house particularly. And I believe he wants to be on the move in your life. And there are moments that he has set up for you to walk in and he's been planning them since the beginning of time. And I believe he doesn't want us to miss out on those. 
So today, I know he wants to speak to your heart. He wants to speak to your specific situation because he doesn't want us to miss a moment. So let's pray together. God, I thank you that you're here. You've been here. It's like you've been waiting for this moment to meet us today. You're in every home tuning in online. And these next few moments aren't a message. They're not a sermon. They're not a bunch of fancy words. God, it's you communicating your heart to us. I'm grateful to be a part of it. God, would you speak to every heart, to every situation, and would you leave us different than we walked in today? In Jesus' name, amen. Don't miss this moment. If you have a Bible, turn to Luke chapter 10, and we're gonna read a familiar passage, but it's a moment that got missed in scripture. It's one of these missed moments. And in verse 38 of Luke chapter 10, we see that Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem. It says they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed them into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. I love that he said, My dear Martha, because I don't know if you've ever had a sibling, but sometimes that sibling rivalry can kick in, and, and it's like, Dang it, my sister got it right, and I got it wrong. I don't think Jesus then and now wants to condemn us for the moments that we've missed. Even today in this room, as if things come up in moments where you feel like I've missed it, there's no shame. I think the moment that God's speaking to our hearts right now is Him leaning down and saying, listen, I am moving on this earth and I want to move in your life and I don't want you to miss it. So there's three things that I think we can take from Mary's life as we watch this, as we read through this passage that I think if we put those things into practice, we won't miss the moments either. And the first one is this. We've got to put him in his seat. What does that mean? Well, whether you realize it or not, there is a seat of authority in your life, the highest seat of authority. Brad started the conversation about lordship last week, talking about Jesus being Lord of our lives. And it's not just a, a one-time thing that we do. It's a conversation that I believe actually God is wanting to have right now. He is in a season of aligning our hearts and putting things in the proper place so that he can move on this earth. And part of that comes with him being in the seat that belongs to him. And we don't understand lordship because I don't think we fully understand kingdoms, right? Like that's not common to us in this day in our Western mindset. We live in the um, political environment that we live in right now, which is great. But when Jesus was on the earth and he talked all through scripture about the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God, they understood what he was talking about because they understood kingdoms. And so, so often when we say those words, we think just like one day when we get to heaven, the kingdom of God, but in actuality, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven has been established and it exists now. And it's a system of rule and authority that exists whether we can see it or not. 
And in the beginning of scripture, the Bible tells us that God set up, he was there, he had his rule and authority. And, and when Adam sinned in the garden, it's essentially like he took his passport and he said, I no longer wanna be a part of this kingdom. The Bible tells us sin entered the world and the enemy had freedom to set up kingdoms on this earth. And in Matthew, when Jesus is, is, is um, fasting and he's in the wilderness and the enemy comes to tempt him, it says he sh the enemy showed him the kingdoms that he had set up. So there are kingdoms at work that we can't see with our eyes. And the kingdom of heaven is a real place. And the seat of authority and lordship in our life is a real thing. And every one of us has it. The question is, who's occupying that seat in our life? And in Jesus' day when he came, the Bible says the first words as he began his ministry, he said is repent, the kingdom of heaven is near, meaning God's kingdom is about to be reestablished here. I'm making a way. And what's crazy about that is in that time, they thought and they were waiting for a political answer to come and save the day from the Roman rule and the oppression that they were experiencing. And they were looking for that. And Jesus said, the kingdom of God is here. But it's not a kingdom you can see with your eyes. It's a kingdom in your hearts. And we have to remember that as important as it is for us to be engaged and to vote and to pray for the kingdoms that we can see with our eyes, we cannot forget there is a king in heaven and there are no debates going on there. There's no packing the throne room of heaven. There's one seat and he occupies it. And Jesus came to this earth and he said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, Luke 6, 46, when you don't do what I tell you? Meaning there is a seat of authority in our life and lordship, and it doesn't come by what we say with our mouth. It's proven how we act in our lives. Who is Lord of our lives? And not too long ago, I was wrestling with some of these things in my life, and I had this crazy, crazy dream. And don't think I'm weird, but here's what happened. I'm like dreaming and I'm sitting in this room and there's a bunch of chairs and, and I'm sitting with this woman and she's going through just a heartbreaking time. And as this dream is going on, I'm thinking, I have the answer. I know exactly what she needs. Like it's burning in my heart and I'm like, I can help her. I know what God wants me to say. I felt this passion and I felt this burning and I, I opened my mouth to talk and the weirdest thing, I had so much gum in my mouth. It was so weird. I kept trying to pull this gum out and every time I did just like more gum would be there. It was the strangest thing. I was gagging. I can still feel it right now. It was just so weird. And, and in the corner of that room, there was this shadowed seat and there was someone sitting in that seat. So I woke up and I was like, God, what? I don't often think dreams are always, my dreams are, you know, but I was like, God, what is this about? And it was a really sweet moment when he just showed me tender, loving, butt kicking, really. And he was like, listen, your entire life, somehow, somewhere, you learned the behavior to find the person in the room with the most authority. And then you begin to adapt and behave and perform so that you won't disappoint that person. And I started to think about my life and how I was doing that. And in fact, there was so many times I wanted to step out in what God was asking of me, but because I felt like it wasn't appropriate or the person wouldn't approve or the situation, I, I, would, I would quiet myself. And he said these words, and I'll never forget them. He said, you fail to remember that in any room and in every room, I have the highest seat of authority. And I was like, oh. 
literally brought me to my knees and I was like, I put someone else, it didn't matter who it was, it depended on the situation, in the seat that belonged to him. For Martha, I think it was her plans. It was like the details of life. And how many of us put our plans and our thoughts of how we think things should happen in the seat of lordship of our life? I think the most useless thing I've spent my money on this year was a 2020 planner. Like, I, I honestly, like, <laughs> like, what did I spend 20 bucks on? Because I could just scratch this out and scratch that out. We put our plans in the lordship of our life and we don't want to miss. And here's the thing, Jesus was in Martha's house. The king was in her house and she missed the moment because something else occupied the seat that belonged to him. And if we don't wanna miss those moments, we have to come into this place where we take everything else out and put him exactly where he belongs. Mary put Jesus in his seat. And a tip from Mary is this, there are seasons in your life where it's not just one and done. You're gonna have to come back, maybe weekly maybe monthly, maybe daily, maybe where you're at right now, it's gonna be hourly. Jesus, are you in the seat of highest authority in my life right now? Because right now this is screaming at me and that is screaming at me and I am scared and I am not stepping out. But if we're not gonna miss the moment, we have to put him in the seat where he belongs. And the second thing that Mary did, the Bible tells us that we have to hang on his words. The message translation of this passage puts it like this. Mary sat before the master, hanging on every word. I love that picture. She wasn't just checking off like the Bible app and trying to keep a streak, like hanging on every word. And if we're not gonna miss a moment, God's word has to have a place in our lives that anchors us and we have to put it in highest priority hanging on every word. Psalms 119.11 says this, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And I love this picture because I looked up that word sin and it's the Hebrew word call, Q-A-L, however you want to say that. My, Brad obviously is much better at Hebrew than me. Um, but the, the definition is to miss. Like that's the first word, to miss to sin, to forfeit. But here's the thing, if we're not going to miss a moment, it tells us right here that we've got to hide his word in our hearts, that we might not miss it. Does that mean we just bury our head in the sand and that no other, we don't watch the news and we don't stay up to date with what's going on? No, it just means look at your diet. In the consumption and the information and the noise that is out there, what are we letting dominate and make adjustments because Mary hung on every word, hung on every word. And Hebrews 4.12 says this, for the word of God is quick. It is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints and marrow. And it is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's the word of God. And there's no news station. 
no Instagram influencer, no musician, no preacher, no one who can discern the thoughts and the intents of the heart, but the word of God can. And so we've got to come to this place where we are really being aware of what, is, what consumption is happening in our lives. And if we're not hanging on his words, we're gonna be tossed to and fro because there's so much noise going on right now. If we're not gonna miss a moment, his word has to have a place in our life in this season that it hasn't had before. Not to be religious. Nobody needs that. Nobody needs a notch on their belt because of how much scripture they're reading. But we need to hang on the word. We need to. Because truth is moving all around, but this truth remains the same. Truth isn't actually moving all around, but we like to think it is. But we have to hang on every word. How do we do that? And, and what I love to do, and, and this is my tip for Mary for today, is this. Every passage I read, rather than just like just going through it, I will take it and digest it in this way. Number one, if this is true, as I write out and I read this, what is this saying about God? What is this saying about God? And then I'll move to number two. Okay, then what is that saying about me? Is there, a new, is there something new that I'm learning through this about myself, about where I'm at right now? What is this scripture, what is this passage saying about me? How does it impact me today? And third, what must I do? How am I gonna walk out of this time and take this truth and let it infiltrate into my life so that it shapes me? And for who do I need to tell? That's how we hang on his words. It's practical, but if we take it and we begin to apply it, we too will be able to see those moments when they come because we'll know what his voice sounds like. If you have trouble saying you can hear from God, I believe the first place to start is by reading his word. This is what he sounds like. So if we don't want to miss the whisper in that moment, if we place priority on his word, we won't miss those moments. And the third thing is this. We have to prioritize his presence. <coughs> Proximity when it comes to prioritizing his presence is everything. Like I said, Martha was in the house she was in the room. She showed up every week. But she missed the moment. And then we have this picture of Mary just sitting at his feet. What things are screaming in the background to keep you from stopping and sitting in his presence? You know, sitting is reflective of a personal relationship. We see different pictures of postures. We can see kneeling. We can see all these different things. But to sit at someone's feet is an intimate relationship. If we're not going to miss the moment, Jesus is here. He's on the move. And proximity is everything for us. We have to prioritize his presence over everything else. Jesus said, there is only one thing to be concerned about. The message translation says, there's only one thing that's essential. That word's thrown around a lot right now. But there's only one thing that's essential. And Mary's found it. 
prioritize his presence. And my greatest concern for my life, my greatest concern for your life and our life as a church and the body of Christ as a whole is that Jesus would be in the room. The king would be in the house and we would be so concerned and so consumed by something over here that feels shiny, that feels important, that feels necessary, that feels responsible. Martha felt responsible. There's dishes to be done. There's laundry. I mean, this is a big dinner. I've got, I have to, I've got to. What things in your life are you constantly finding yourself saying that I have to do this? I've got to do this. And because of those things, you're sacrificing proximity to his presence. And even worse than being distracted is apathetic. May we never get to the place where the king is in the house and we're like, eh. Hmm. I mean, I've got laundry. It's not a condemnation thing. It's an awareness thing. May we never come to the place where it doesn't matter. And over six months ago, when COVID came on the scene here, everything got disrupted in our world. And I know God didn't send the virus, but trust me, he will use any and every opportunity to disrupt apathy and systems in our lives that cause us to miss moments. And I believe it would be a shame if some of us are just, just waiting for things to get back to normal. Normal is gone. It's like the closet of our lives is being cleaned out by the creator. And if we're wise and if we're like Mary, we'll take everything out and be like, Jesus, do you want this back in there? Because I don't want it in there if you don't want it in there. Does this belong is this where I've been spending my time and my energy? Does this go back in the closet? Because I don't ever want to go back to where I was. You know, our, our dog Harvey, he is awesome. And Brad and I would probably argue over who's Lord of his life. But I will tell you this. Um, every morning when I wake up, I, I go up, I let Harvey out, or Brad lets Harvey out, and I go and I drink my glass of water, and he watches me. He just sits right there and he looks at me. And I know exactly what he's doing because he knows there's only one of two places I'm going. I'm either going to the front living room or I'm going to the back living room. And he's just like waiting for me to take one step because he knows if I take this step, I'm going that direction. And it's hilarious because if I start to move this way, he like runs to his spot on the couch and he sits there waiting because he knows this is where we're going to be this morning but his eyes are fixed on me. I wonder if this isn't just a moment for us to take our gaze off of everything that tries to vie for our attention and fix our gaze on him, just going, where are we going today? 
Where's this house going? Because I don't want to miss the moment. Where are you going in my life today, God? Because I don't want to miss a moment. I want to be there. I want to be ready. I want to be waiting. I don't want to miss the moment. I don't want anything to distract me. I don't want anything to take this seat in my life. I'm coming close. Proximity is everything we're not going to miss a moment. And I love David, King David in the Bible. I believe that more than anyone else, he understood the, the practice of God's presence in his life. You see it all through scripture. It was his highest priority. And in Psalms 27, 8, he says this, my heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I'm coming. I'm not gonna miss a moment. If you call me, I'm gonna be ready. If you come into my house, I'm sitting at your feet. If you're moving, I'm moving. I'm going exactly where you are. And I think so often, even as a church, we go somewhere, we make a decision, and we just want him to follow and bless what we do. But that's not how kingdoms work. God is moving individually in this house and on the earth. And I do not want to miss it. And I believe he doesn't want us to either. And I know, I know that I know that I know this isn't just a message, this is an invitation. Because God has a gift of moments that he wants to give us. And sometimes the most responsible thing that we can do and the most essential thing that we can do is to stop and sit at his feet. So we're going to do that because I believe he has a gift for us here in this moment. And I was reminded of uh, when I was 19 years old and I gave the first gift to my boyfriend, soon to be husband, and um, I was broke. I was 19. I was in college. And I remember thinking, it's our first, first birthday that we've been dating. I just want to give him something so great, but I had zero dollars. So I went, I knew, I knew that he wanted a guitar. He was learning to play and, and he would just, just, he wanted one. And so I went to Guitar Center. I took out my first line of credit, $400, and I bought him this Yamaha guitar. And I was so excited to give to him. I had this full plan. And I picked him up from a trip, and I had this um, little blue truck with a hatchback on it, and I had the um, guitar hiding in the back with a big red bow. And I, I took him up to his apartment, and we were talking, and I said, hey, listen, tomorrow's your birthday, and as you know, I don't have any money. And I could just see his eyes kind of getting sad. And I said, I know everyone's going to be here tomorrow and it's going to be a big deal. And I just, I'm going to be really embarrassed to give you my gift then. So can I just give it to you now? And I just pulled out this um, little, it was a decoy, honestly. It was a VHS tape of just a lame movie. I don't even remember the movie. And um, he unwrapped it and I will never forget what his face was like. It was like, oh, like no elaborate card. Like he just was, you could just tell, he was like clearly disappointed and he couldn't even hide it, which was awesome. And um, a few minutes later, and he just kind of had a little pouty attitude and I could tell he just felt like he wasn't celebrated. Not that it was the money, it was just like the way it was done. 
And I go, hey, you know, I left something down in my truck. Would you go grab this for me? And it was snowing. It was February. And he walks out of the apartment. And I'm just, like, standing there watching him, like, out the window, looking downstairs, like, waiting for this, like, scream or shout or something, you know. And it was nothing. I saw nothing. And I was like, okay. So I walk downstairs. And uh, his head is just sitting in the truck with his head in his hands just crying. Because it hit him. And... I will never forget the anticipation and the excitement of giving him this moment and this gift. And I feel like that is the heart that God wants us to receive, that this is a gift for you and I to not miss moments. And that he's here just like with anticipation and, and, and looking out the window going, are they gonna get it? Because I don't, I don't want them to miss this moment. So right now, we're just gonna sit at his feet, if that's okay. You can stay right where you are. If you're watching online, just settle in because I think we're gonna just take a few minutes to just let God meet us right where we are. He's here. And if this is weird or awkward for you, I promise you when you encounter God in, in the real way, in his heart, he speaks and whispers and it's quiet. And I really believe he's gonna do that today. We're gonna just worship quietly. Let If he writes something down, if you're being challenged and it's like, you know what, I gotta get God into the seat in my life of highest authority. Other things have been occupying or maybe you're knowing, hey, I have not, I, I've been so busy with all the things that I have missed some moments. There's no shame in that. Let's not miss this one. So we're going to take a few moments to do that and just let Aaron lead us. But let's not miss this moment. Oh, you can have every part of me. Breath and offering my heart cries. 
I wonder what it would be like in a house full of Marys. I wonder what could happen in this house if not only we were so tuned in and so wholeheartedly committed to staying that close. What could happen? I wonder if throughout the week you were inviting people because he's here. And I don't know about you, but one encounter with God's love has the power to wreck your life in the best possible way. The shame, the guilt, the path that you thought you were on, he has the ability to completely take you off that path and set your feet on a brand new path. And outside these doors, outside this house, is a city, is a state, is a country, is a world of people that are missing out on a moment that God has set up for them. And I believe there's a collective call for not only individually in our lives not to miss the moment, but for us not to miss this moment. You feel what I'm saying? I'm in on that. It's time. And I don't want to miss this moment. So if you're here and you may, you may have never even made Jesus the Lord of your life. You may have been kind of standing off. Maybe someone invited you. You don't even know why you're here today. I'm telling you, you're here to have a meeting with Jesus and he's here. If you're watching online and you've never made him the Lord of your life, today's the day that everything can change. Would every head bow and eyes close? That was a weird way to say it. Well, would you bow your heads and close your eyes? <laughs> But if you're here and you'd say, you know what, I I've never done that. I've been around Jesus. I've been around Christianity, but I have not made him the Lord of my life. Or maybe at one point I was just right there sitting at his feet, but I have been about everything but it. Today can be a day to transform your life. And if that's you, just lift up your hand right here. We're gonna pray. I'm not gonna call you out. I'm not gonna make anything weird happen. You're just gonna see Jesus and encounter him. Let's pray then. God, I thank you that you're here in this place, moving in hearts. And, and Lord, and if you, if you raise your hand, I want you to pray this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. I'm making you Lord of my life today. I'm placing you in the seat of highest authority. I believe that you died and rose again. And I wanna follow after you. If that's you, if you're watching online and you prayed that prayer, if God's been stirring in your heart and today you're choosing to follow Jesus, text the word Jesus to 24587 because we want to connect with you. We want to pray with you. We want to give you resources. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Gateway Church, please visit us at gatewaylife.com. Have a great week.